Us podcast. I'm Luca, and this is Buck. Hey. And Holly. Hey. And we're an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. rewatch podcast where Holly and I guide Buck, who's never seen the show before, through the series from start to finish, sharing our thoughts, criticisms, and love for the show. This week we are talking about Episode 7, The Hub. Fitz and Ward are sent on a classified mission in South... Oh, just... Osisha. Uh, <laughs> no, no better luck on round two. Holy no God. better luck on round two. Absolutely none. But whatever. So, what do you guys think about the episode? Um, I, I, I liked it a lot. I this is because you mentioned before that Ward bits are sent on, and we do get a lot of like really good bonding moments between the two of them. Like, I think I feel like this is really the episode where they start to build up their rapport together. Yeah, we definitely see some different mashups between like Ward and Fitz and Sky and Simmons this episode, which is really nice to see. Because so far, they've kind of been like restricted on who they interact with, but this episode, they kind of open it up a little bit. I also yeah. think like, like Ward and Fitz, like personality-wise, are like diametrically opposed to each other, yeah. you know? Um, so it's nice to see them interact, because uh, they're kind of foils for each other in a way. Yeah, especially because this is an ensemble show, and like while like clashing personalities are like a great part and like a classic part of an ensemble, I feel like you have to have like some level of respect and um, like positive relationship between all the characters. And Ward mm-hmm. and Fitz didn't really have that before this episode. Um, the other thing is that, like, uh, this is also kind of like the first episode, like, while wow, they're kind of shaking things up with the character pairings and stuff, we get to see, like, Fitz and Simmons act as kind of, like, individual characters, like, separate from each other, which is really interesting. I mean, like, yeah. like they're, like, basically the whole episode, they're just, like, constantly talking about each other, even though they're apart, which is very cute, but, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty cute to see. I also want to mention, like, uh, I think it's really interesting that this episode we get to see more of the, like, the meta S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. And how S.H.I.E.L.D., the organization, like, handles things uh, in regard, and, like, differing from uh, the bus squad, you know? Yeah, we're gonna, I have a feeling we're gonna talk a lot about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Because it definitely, there's a lot of clashes that happen between Big Shield and Little Shield in this episode. <laughs> um, so it's definitely going to be a topic. Alright, shall we get into the episode then? Yeah, sure. So we in the cold open, we see a man being led down a hallway with a bag over his head. It turns out to be Coulson, and he is interrogated by some question mark Russians. I don't know if they're Russians or Separatists. I... I'm not clear about that. I think they're separatists, um, but also not sure. Uh, but Some it turns snowy out, landscape. Yeah, snowy landscape. They're speaking Russian. I I don't know anything else than that. Um, but it turns out the person who's torturing him is an undercover agent, and he's been sent to rescue him. Um, and he tells, Coulson tells him that he's been made, and they escape. And they go out onto a dog sled that apparently is being cranked towards the bus, which seems very unnecessary, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's the highest 
form of transportation shield can offer as <laughs> being towed by a line on a dog sled. Yep. They definitely definitely couldn't have parked the bus like 50 feet closer. Nope. <laughs> we gotta get on this dog sled. That Who the fuck put that dog sled there to? I like, don't it's know. cool that it's yeah, being cranked. up too. Yeah, like, who who is the schmuck that had to trek out there in the first place with that dog sled? I don't think it was Coulson. <laughs> yeah, Coulson didn't move the dog sled 50 feet from the bus, attach a cord to it, go down, and then hop on it to get back in, get, to get back into the bus. Yeah, seems uh, unnecessary and yeah. also a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. yeah also... It's it's just, like, fucking wild to me. Because, like, this is the episode where we get to talk about, like, Big Shield for the first time. I also love that we're just calling it Big Shield now. Like, um, yeah, Big Shield. Um, is that, like, the fucking undercover operation, uh, operative is, like, on some CIA Operation Gladio shit where he is just, like, fucking just a straight-up torturer <laughs> for these people? Like, it's just, like because it's just fucking he's definitely he it's definitely one of those things where he does not feel look like he feels uncomfortable torturing people for like gotta do what she's gotta do for that apparently bad guys yep yeah Uh. it's it's pretty pretty kind of fucked up that he's just like yeah whatever yeah because they kind of treat him like employee of the month I'm gonna be honest with you yeah yeah He's definitely celebrated when he comes back, and everyone's like, "Oh, good job!" And I'm like, "Is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is it a good job?" But anyway, so they get back with the rest of the team on the bus. Gemma extracts the intel that the agent had hidden up his nose with a strange device, and it is really uh-huh. in there, like really up in your sinuses. I don't know how he's still breathing, but, you know, whatever. I don't like it. I don't like it. It was really weird, because I, like, I almost could feel it. It was bad. I know, I um, hate it. it. It was so bad. Like, it wouldn't have been as bad if if Gemma had just, like, stuck the thing up his nose, then, I, like, there's some, like, mechanical wiggling sounds, and then, yeah. like, a couple seconds later, like, this big-ass capsule gets pulled out. But, like, they had to show the fucking, like, CG x-ray of the thing, like, like looping around his sinuses and like pulling out this thing like wedged in his skull and I'm just like I don't not, like this. I don't know what the fascination with it the, because they did that with the scene with the eyeball pre- previously where yeah. I was like that's a, that's a lot for me. Um mm-hmm. Fitz or uh, Shield definitely does not care at all about making you feel squeamish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like whatever man. Here it is, and I'm like, I don't want it. <laughs> but it, it happens. And also, Gemma's just being weird again. She's like, oh, don't breathe. Ha ha. And everyone's like, okay, I won't breathe. And she's like, oh, it's a joke, but not actually a joke. I don't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love her so much. And I'm like, you are so strange, but endearing. Uh, Coulson says that they're going to the hub to drop off the data. Uh, he tells the team that the mission is classified, which they all understand. Um, but Sky is upset because she doesn't like being blocked out. And they explain to her that it's better that sometimes that people are kept in the dark about certain things to protect yeah. other agents. Which she's like, 
ideologically opposed to it. Like it, it's it's I mean obviously one kind of feeds into the other, but it's not just that she doesn't she personally doesn't like being kept in the dark. It's just like she her whole thing that, sorry yeah her whole thing is that like she believes that people shouldn't be kept in the dark like just as like a rule she yeah. broke up with her boyfriend over it i mean yeah yeah <laughs> i mean miles was an asshole but you're right yeah <laughs> yeah it's definitely against sky's principles and she's i think she's kind of mad that like the rest of the team isn't on her side about this yeah, um, or at least, like, because, like, like, Fitz even, like, turns around and says just, like, oh, don't you get on your, like, socialist shenanigans again, or whatever he says. Like, but he definitely uses the word, like, socialist, and I'm just, like, my boy, you can't <laughs> be on this right now. He is young and untested. <laughs> I know. It's he just, like. not of the world. Yeah, but it's. It's very much like she definitely feels frustrated that like not not that people don't aren't on her side that but that people don't really seem to understand what her problem is when it's a very understandable issue to have. To, to be fair, she's also the most in the dark out of the team because she has a lower class of level status. Yeah, yeah. like I think she's well, she's definitely under everybody else because she has that bracelet thing on her hand or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's also like not even an agent. Yeah, she's not really an agent. She's a consultant. Uh, so they arrive at the hub, and Sky realizes how large Shield actually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never imagined picked... Big Brother could be so big. I never imagined Big Brother could be so big. Everyone picks up their ID badges, and Colson tells Sky that her armband is her registration card. Uh, they go into a briefing. And Sitwell says um, only the level 7s and up can go in. So Sky tries to follow anyway, but is blocked out. I just want to point out that it does magnetize her wrist directly to that thing for some reason, which seems kind of, (laughs) like, useless to me in terms of a security measure. Um, But it's shield. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's whatever. I guess they it's just seemed like... like a very extra organization, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because as someone who works for state government, I can tell you that like this kind of shit would never actually fly because it would be way too expensive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, Shield has like infinite money, basically. So true. They just but launch it... things into the sun when they don't need them, which is like yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that the technology in that universe is, like, more advanced. Um, even though they still have Blackberries, so, you know. <laughs> very selective with their technology. Yeah, Blackberries, and what was the photo th- the photo app that they referenced in oh, that Flickr. one? Oh, Flickr. Flickr. <laughs> God. The height of technology. <laughs> the peak. Oh. Flickr. I'll, I'll never forget that they dropped that reference. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. I can't... Because, like, the thing uh, is, is that it's 2013, so I can't even tell if it's supposed to be a joke or not. It definitely was not supposed to be a joke. This is real. Uh, this is unfortunately real. Uh, so Fitzsimmons head off to the lab, undeterred by the fact that they can't go into the briefing. And Coulson and the team go to meet Agent Hand, who briefs them on the intel they recovered. Oh, also, we kind of skipped over it, but Agent Sitwell 
uh, is somebody who we haven't really seen before and is another like managerial level eight agent, kind of like Olsen. He is also in the movies. Yeah. So, cameo. And also, Agent Hand is from the comics, which is why her hair looks like she is a <laughs> manic pixie dream girl from the early 2000s. Um. Yeah, which threw me off when I first watched it, but she's also, like, canonically queer, so it's fine and makes actually a lot of sense that she's just, like, an old lesbian mom with, like, dyed red hair. In, in the comics, I don't know that In it's... the comics, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the thing, is that, yeah, this, she doesn't count as being queer in this show, this show has zero queer characters in it, um, uh, because, like, her her partner in the comics is also in the show, but she doesn't show up until season two, and she's, like, literally never, like, I think the only kind of, like, vague connection that they establish between Victoria and this character is that, like, this character says her name once and, like, has, yeah. like, a cute nick- pet name for her, and then that's it. <laughs> that's it so it's all you're getting yeah unfortunately but yeah she's on the comics that's why she's weird looking <laughs> mm-hmm. um but agent hand briefs them on the mission because uh, the intel they got is from a separatist group um that have built a very comically booked name device called the overkill device which can set off weapons at great range and they're going to use it to declare their independence from russia and georgia Han says they need a small two-man team to go in and shut it down. May and Ward assume it's them because they're the obvious choices. But Han says that they need an engineer with the knowledge to take it out of commission. And Ward and Coulson realize she means Fitz. Dun-dun-dun. And also, they do mention, because I think May is probably honestly better at Ward's job than Ward. But <laughs> Definitely. But they mentioned like Ward has connections in Russia, so... Yeah, we'll see how those serve him. Um. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how those. <laughs> Honestly, should have sent May. I'll just should've say it. May. Sent May. Like seriously, <laughs> we should have sent uh. May. In. I feel like she would have been much better at dealing with Fitz as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, send in the cavalry. Am I right? S- ha ha ha! Send in the cavalry. <laughs> Very funny. Um. So, in the next scene, Fitz, just proving his incompetence, gets stuck in a sliding glass door somehow. Because he is actually a small bean, and I will protect. <laughs> <laughs> I love the uh, way that he, like, blames whoever, like, designed the doors or whatever I for, know. like, making bad doors. Yeah, it's so funny, because I'm like, <laughs> Fitz, you just can't use the door properly. Like, no one else has had this problem. <laughs> I also love when Fitz gets angry because his Scottish accent, like, jumps to a thousand percent and he just, like, becomes somewhat incomprehensible and it's the best. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, what are you doing? That's not a, so, that's a bad, bad That accent, was a really you know? not will... great one, Buck, but. No, I, you know, I tried. I went for it. You just yeah, saw you the did. shots you don't take. I always <laughs> love when Fitz says, what the hell? Because he goes, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> And it's it's my it's it's just so funny. He Love is him. the best when he's angry. It's great. Is sorry, is Fitz's actor Scottish at all or is that a He is. Okay. He's from Glasgow. Oh, okay. Um and the 
girl who plays Gemma is from Sheffield, England. So okay, that makes the accents a little easier. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're both those are their real accents. They're not changing their accents for the show. So, um, I you know what I am sad about is that we never really get a Scottish independence joke from Fitz. I just realized that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real that's a real missed mark there, considering Gemma's English, but. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> uh, we so still got seven more there's seasons. still time. I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah, there's still time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Okay, sorry, Luca. We can't get into it, but I just want to acknowledge that Luca is coming into this episode extremely livid, as am I. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> trying to. I'm trying to like channel my anger into soft feelings, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Uh, so, God damn it, Holly, fuck you. (laughs) I'm sorry, it just had to be said. It had to be said, but I've I've calmed down a little bit, but not Yeah, it's been two days since since, uh, Wednesday's episode, so. Yeah. Okay, so, ward questions, um, the, the logic of sending Fitz into the field, which is valid because he just watched him get trapped in a door. Um... (laughs) And Gemma questions Fitz about um, going into the field as well and provides him with an anti-venom pack um, as well as Fitz's favorite sandwich. Which is very cute that she makes him his favorite sandwich with her homemade um, pesto aioli. And also just like the way that she wraps the sandwich is so good. I know. It's like just the fact that Fitz's favorite sandwich like is like defined by some also something that Gemma made for it like his favorite sandwich is a buffalo uh mozzarella prosciutto sandwich with Gem- specifically Gemma's homemade pesto aioli which know, is just so cute oh <laughs> and they do an adorable oh. hand touchy thingy I know um which is uh, they're just so precious <laughs> I love them <laughs> <laughs> so pure yeah, I like so I like Gemma's mom instincts kind of coming out. Like, I, I got you an anti venom pack. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's definitely like like when the first time you go camping, like without your parents, and they're like, "Oh my god, don't get eaten by a bear." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of the vibe that Gemma's getting this episode. Yeah, she also like gives him the anti venom pack with like the same like tone is just like don't forget to put on your sunscreen basically it's just like don't forget to not get poisoned and die yeah and she i think she starts to go into like the the amount of poisonous snakes in the region or something and fitz is just like stop like i don't need to know yeah like fitz fitz is very much throughout this whole episode just like like not having any of this shit and the way that people are treating him like he's just like i'm i'm a shield agent i can go on mission yeah. yeah we'll definitely get to that scene later and i have some thoughts tm about why fits particularly this episode is like that but it definitely is a theme throughout this whole episode which is good also fitz got a haircut and he looks amazing just need to acknowledge that fact <laughs> <laughs> not that he didn't look great before but he looks amazing he looks better now yeah uh, so May and Coulson brief Ward on the plan and tell them that they'll get them out at the end, which is a lie. <laughs> yeah, we don't know that now. but Nobody knows it now. Not even May and Coulson know it, but 
it is. So they decide to head out, and um, Simmons looks on with a worried expression, but she smiles when Fitz turns around to to see her off, which is, again, very cute. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Skye questions Coulson about the mission again, and Coulson tells her to trust the people who put the mission together. Trust the system. Trust the system. Yeah. I really don't think that they have earned the right to be trusted just in implicitly. Um, yeah, I have. We should wait to get into this because I feel like this, like whether or not to trust the system, is kind of like the the main thematic thrust of this episode. Yeah, um, that's fair. I think it's a better it's a better point to talk about it later on in this episode. Yeah, especially because like that's I know that that's gonna be a whole fucking thing because I have a million <laughs> thoughts on it as as I want to do about this kind of thing. Holly um, raged against the system, part seven. <laughs> God, honestly, actually, like counting the spoiler casts, uh, probably like part like seventeen. Let's probably. be honest. Uh, so Ward and Fitz arrive at the bar at the border, and uh, Fitz is trying to make Ward laugh by regaling him with a super hilarious story about Gemma in a clean room, which is, you know, so funny. My sweet uh-huh. boy. <laughs> <laughs> so the bunny how... suit. The bunny suit, yeah. He tries so hard to bond with Ward, and Ward is just like, I don't. I am not here for road trip bonding well, like, session. I'm not even sure if it's him trying to just bond with Ward. I'm more just like, oh, I'm like, like the literally basically the first scene we get of him without Gemma. And he's just like telling a story about Gemma. And I'm just like, oh, my sweet boy. <laughs> you don't even know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of funny. Like they every like almost every time they t- they go back to Fitz he's talking about Simmons and I'm just like no. you guys are literally like a single entity <laughs> <laughs> which is very funny it also comes uh, across as very like and they do this intentionally but like the way that uh like Coulson says take care of Fitz or whatever earlier um like it's very like ward babysitting fits in this moment which i think is interesting yeah yeah and i don't even think that fits realizes that vibe yet um he definitely does later and he doesn't like it very much <laughs> but it's definitely what's going on uh so fits and ward um go into the bar uh, because Ward knows someone who can get them across the border, apparently. And they enter the bar, and Ward goes to order uh, some vodka for his source before the man at the bar tells Ward his source is dead and threatens him with a gun. Dun dun dun. Uh oh. Uh oh, SpaghettiO. It's bad. Bad shit time. So Gemma oversees the restocking of the lab on the bus and tries to reassure her that. Fitz and Ward will be okay. Uh, Sky suggests that May can update on the mission, but May ignores them and tells them they need to wait for more information before ordering them off the plane. And Sky tells Gemma that they need to get answers from Colson. Yeah, Gemma's worried. <laughs> She's uh, <laughs> real concerned, I would say. <laughs> yeah, Gemma in this episode is just so good. I just. 
like the way the way she kind of like slips into this kind of like um she has this very specific tone of voice that she gets when she's nervous where she kind of like slips into this like sing-songy like oh everything's fine don't worry about it like la-di-da i'm trying not to think about it um, she has like also so much like nervous energy with like how she does stuff when she's nervous just to like distract yeah. herself yeah, it's really funny. She's she's definitely a nervous like talker, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is unsurprising. <laughs> um, but I think her and her and Sky really like amp each other up in that sense. So they like kind of feed off each other's manic energy, which is not a great feedback loop, but it happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Coulson and Hand monitor the situation on the ground, and Hand asks Coulson about his recovery. And says it must feel nice to be back in the big leagues. And Coulson tells her that he never left. Um, I don't think that we mentioned this earlier. I think it's, I don't know, I, I like this. But at, uh, when they go in to talk about the meeting to brief on what Warden Fitz are doing, um, Coulson promises Sky that he will look into documents regarding her parents and the background. Um. Oh yeah, the yes. the redacted shield document. Yes, that is an important note. Yeah, that definitely comes into play later in the episode, so it's good that we shouted that out because mm-hmm. we get some more information about that redacted document and it's uh a mixed bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely a mixed bag. <laughs> oh Sky. Sky. <laughs> uh so yeah, and also the conversation about his recovery and um, him being back in the big leagues. Obviously, Coulson feels like he never really left. Um, and considering the fact that his team is the one chosen for this mission, I think he has ample reason to think that. <laughs> yeah. So Fitz and Ward are being held captive, and Ward tries to figure a way out of the situation. The boss of the operation comes in and questions them as to why they're looking for separatists and asks them if they themselves are separatists. They tell them that they're not, um, but the boss doesn't care and goes to shoot them before the power goes out. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh is a big theme of this episode. Sky questions Coulson about the mission again and says that this seems to be a bigger mission than they're letting on. Coulson shuts her down once again and tells, uh, and Sky tells Gemma that they need to find out the truth themselves. Trust and the Gemma, system. Trust the system. Mm-hmm. Trust the and system. Sky says, "Fuck the system." <laughs> <laughs> Big mood. <laughs> Big mood. Gemma uh, protests that she won't be a part of the, these bad girl shenanigans. And Sky tells her that something bad might be happening to them. Uh, Gemma, of course, freaks out because Fitz might be in danger, and she agrees to help Sky. Uh, yeah, I think Sky specifically like... is like, "What if Fitz is being tortured? You wouldn't want that, like, huh?" Oh fuck! <laughs> I was literally about to say the way that she says, "Like Fitz tortured," like I literally always gets to it. It's I so know. <laughs> She's so pure. I love her. Yeah, I love how uh, Sky has definitely figured out how to manipulate her as well. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I, I don't it. think it's that hard for anybody. Uh, I think to like figure that out. Um, 
uh, yeah, like I also don't think she's she's like being super like like capital M manipulative here because like I think she's also worried about Fitz. No, torture, she definitely is, but, but she like, needs to get Gemma but, to help her. Yeah, out. Yeah, she's and... very much just like, okay, Gemma, I need you on the same page with me right now. <laughs> Fitz is being tortured right now, and Ugh. and Gemma's just like, oh shit, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah, which is again feedback loop. Not great. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Fitz manages to win over the people at the bar by restoring their power, and they agree to help them across the border. Which this scene is just fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. There's I I don't know why because it's 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 not it's not like particularly. Um, I mean, it's not, like, particularly inventive or anything. Like, not that anything in S.H.I.E.L.D. is, like, particularly inventive. But, like, just the scene, like, it, the cut back to Fitz being, like, dangled by his feet in some, like, dark, like, cramped corridor. And, they, and like, he's just, like, shouting, like, random stuff. And then it's, like, revealed that he's just, like, trying to fix the power and, like, is yelling <laughs> directions at the Russian mobsters. Yeah. Like, resistance. I also... I also love that he's on like a first name basis with them now. I yeah, know like, immediately. <laughs> Vlad it's, and Martha. Yeah, it's really good, and that she has like a cute nickname for him already. Yeah, what I would have called nickname? him Little Lion. Uh, she calls him Little Bear. Yeah. That's right, because he's like a little bear under there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have called him Little Lion, but that's only because I know his first name is Leopold. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which I will never forget, because it's so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, I just love how Fitz set up this whole scenario of, like, getting them to need him in order to get them to trust him, which is, like, very smart. Yeah, because this is very much the, the moment where Ward kind of, like, starts to put it together that, like, hey, maybe Fitz doesn't need a babysitter, because... Um, because it it turns out it was Fitz who like shorted out the power with like a miniature EMP in the first place, um, and kind of like engineered this escape. See, but I also I also don't think I think Ward doesn't see him as not needing a babysitter at this point. Oh, I think no, he's not, still definitely not yet. Yeah, yeah, but it's like. Okay, well, he has some merit at least in the field, kind of. Yeah, thing. like this is definitely like the beginning of that kind of like progression. Yeah, because up until this point, I mean, Fitz was just like a liability, but now he's like, "Hey, I got some skills too," mm-hmm. and more. And can like like, oh. like execute under pressure, which is like, I think the thing that Ward is just like, "Oh, I'm just going to have to make sure he doesn't fucking get himself killed." Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good scene. I'm glad Fitz got to have, like... Because it would have been easy to just, like, make him the bumbling scientist this episode, but he gets his hero moment for sure. Which is good. So, they are... uh, The the people agree to smuggle them across the border for an extremely high price, because even though Fitz is smart, he is not a great negotiator. (laughs) He confuses pesos and rubles, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, not or he doesn't the confuse best. them, but he just like he's just like I like I just assumed that the value of <laughs> was about the value of a peso, and I was yeah. just like, Fitz, <laughs> you can't really be doing that. No, 
I don't. I mean, I don't think they're gonna get paid. So, or maybe they already paid them. They probably already paid them actually. Which you know, whatever. Shields money. <laughs> infinite <laughs> money. Yeah. Infinite yeah, money. Infinite money. <laughs> uh, so they're smuggled across the border. Um, and I actually reveal- sorry. I actually yeah, was curious, so I looked up the conversion rate, and it was like twenty three thousand dollars in our oh, money. Oh fuck. <laughs> Which actually, honestly, for S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't that bad in terms no, of operating yeah, it's, costs. It's, yeah. Like, like not only does S.H.I.E.L.D. have infinite money, but also money is fake because, like, they could probably just shoot whoever they owed money to if they, <laughs> if they didn't want to pay them. Like, it's the thing is that they could always pay them, but, like, maybe if they didn't want to, they could just, like, shoot them or kidnap them or launch them into the sun or put them on some sort of, like... <laughs> list or you know they have many solutions to this kind of problem the problem of having to pay people money in exchange for things yeah uh, but i assume they did pay them up front here because i can't imagine they would smuggle them across the border on an iou god (laughs) uh so and then fitz reveals that he shorted out the emp or he shorted out the power with an emp which impresses ward because he wasn't expecting that um, but they're cut short when the border patrol figures out that they are being smuggled um, and tries to shoot at them. And they escape. Uh, meanwhile, back at the bus, uh, May does some Tai Chi. I think it's Tai Chi. I didn't actually check if, if it's Tai Chi, but I'm fairly certain it's Tai Chi. Um, and Coulson comes in and basically has a conversation with himself again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, I, the only conversation we get out of May is her looking at Ward, like, really? Yeah, like, like there's three times in a row. Yeah, there's, like, a moment where she, like, where she just, like, looks at him and, like, like, like just gives him, like, a look with her eyes, and, and he's just like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really funny because <laughs> you can tell that May is just, like, kind of done with Coulson's shenanigans. <laughs> Um, and, and basically Coulson just needs like a face to talk to and not talk back to him because he arrives at his own conclusions but it it's pretty it's such a funny scene it's also worth noting here he's getting in his head like what if Sky and Simmons are right and that something funky is going down yeah that's that's the thing is that like it's not only that like it, it, there might be something funky going down with this operation specifically, but like I feel like in terms of the, the theme of this episode, in terms of, like is can you trust the can you trust the system, right? Like like Coulson's having like uh, a kind of like crisis about whether or not whether or not he 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 wants to trust the system, you know, because like he's just like I like the way that we do things on the bus and where we we share everything with each other. And I, this make this is making me feel uncomfortable, and and he he kind of like talks himself back into like, no, you're right, we we've got to trust the system or whatever. But we do get this this moment of doubt from Coulson, which I feel like is very kind of like a big part of this episode, where we whenever Sky is pressing him for information, he is very sure of himself. He's very much like you need to trust the system but like but like moments after that when he's by himself or or with may in this in this scene he's just like but maybe she's right you know but like he knows that he needs to play 
this kind of role of like he's a, the face of Shield, quote unquote. Yeah, like in he the team. he needs to be the Shield agent, TM. Like he needs to play the role of the authority figure because he doesn't. He wants to. He wants to bring Sky into that. Into that kind of like into this organization, and he knows that that can't that she can't keep doing this, and she, he's trying to basically like not indoctrinate's a strong word, but he's basically trying to show her just like no, you can't keep doing this this freedom of information shit if you want to be part of Shield because that's not what Shield is, and you're not going to change that and. And also, that's not a good thing, you know, to a certain degree. Yeah, I think he's definitely teaching her, like, how to play the game. Because um, he's, like... Not, yeah, not he's only... He's, like, because, like, trust me to do what I can do. And, like, don't get in my way, basically. Because I can do more than you at this point. I mean, not it's not even that. It's He, he is telling her, like, wholeheartedly to, to trust the system. Because, like... Because to a certain degree, he he believes that the system is good. You know, like, they, they go on that whole thing where it's just, like, there's compartmentalization of information. You know, like, nobody knows the whole picture so that in case anyone gets compromised, like, nobody gets hurt. Which is, you know, a fair point, but... Um... But I also think that he, more than other people, know that sometimes the system doesn't account for individuals in the same way that it accounts yeah, it, for the big picture. That's the thing, is that, like, like the compartmentalization of information in terms of, like, like compromising somebody, somebody's safety or, like, the organization's safety or whatever um, is, like, a fair point, but, but Coulson knows more than anyone that I think that that shield doesn't always use it for that purpose you know like there's 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 levels of confidentiality so that the people at the top can make unilateral decisions without any sort of accountability you know because people don't need to know that those decisions are even being made at all um yeah there's yeah. a point later on in this episode where I think that becomes even more obvious. Um, yeah, oh. and I think you can definitely tell that that's what Coulson's struggling with. But he's 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 not playing devil's advocate with with Sky, but he's very much like, no, there's a reason why we do this, and the reason isn't a bad reason, which is which is one kind of false, but like he's saying that there in theory is a good reason why we do this and you need to you need to get that through your head basically is what he's saying i also think that it's it kind of shows like him and may's relationship how like we know they have a close relationship but it's striking that he goes to her even though she doesn't say anything (laughs) to like Mm -hmm. vent his frustrations about everything um which is just a a nice little note about their relationship we still don't know a whole lot about may but you know uh so sky convinces simon to hack into the computer system at shield um which i don't really 
get why there's just terminals everywhere? Question mark. Yeah, and like they need like a handprint or something. But yeah, Jim, I think it's basically I, I just... just like came up with a thing to open a bio lock. Just like <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the other wild thing about this. Well, I think I'll, I'll talk about it more when we see how this whole situation plays out. But there, just Gemma is spectacular, and Gemma in this episode is particularly spectacular. Yeah, she is. This whole sequence right here with Sitwell is like the funniest shit ever because Gemma just like loses her mind. Yeah, it's so yeah because they're caught by Sitwell and yeah, yeah. So they are caught by Sitwell, and Simon tries to lie her way out of things. Um, but ends up shooting him because she freaks out. <laughs> shooting him with the night night gun. Not with the night night gun. She doesn't kill him. She just knocks him out. Yeah. 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 But but like it's very much like oh no, Gemma does not like in in con especially in contrast to Fitz like because I feel like so far we've seen like Gemma as the confident one and Fitz is kind of like the the like one who's grossed out by like dead bodies and stuff like that. Whereas like in this one we definitely see like Fitz being confident and Gemma just feel like I don't know how to lie to people I cannot like do like if the roles were reversed and like Gemma needed to like perform an autopsy in the field or whatever like it would not have gone well like war definitely would have been babysitting Gemma yeah um and I god like but there's also something so funny about Gemma just being like I can't be a part of your like bad girl shenanigans guy and it's just like oh I I instantly figured out a way to unlock this thing and I made a thing for it and it's just like oh my first instinct is to shoot this man well no I, she I tries to... okay she tries to recover to to her credit she like does a thing where she tries to lie and be like what was it like how's the weather or whatever it was very bad <laughs> No, she tries to flirt with him or something. She says that he has a beautiful head and that yeah. like, she <laughs> likes men that are bigger than her. <laughs> yeah. It's truly so, just what, a comedy of errors all it around. It was very it was very bad, but also she did she didn't just go straight to the gun, which is She didn't go straight to the gun, but like afterwards she she did kind of like do it on impulse and then at the end of the episode, like Fitz is just like, Oh, how did it go with you? And she just excitedly tells him that she shot a superior <laughs> officer. Like I feel okay, like Gemma also enjoys shooting this well is very good. Shooting say well is extremely good, but like I definitely feel like Gemma is maybe a little bit more on board with this than she wants to admit to herself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean she like she like realizes they're about to get caught and like she just fucking pulls that night night gun out of the bag and is just like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, she's just like she, she just like fucking like point blanks him in the chest with the night night gun and then Sky is just like sitting there mouthless and she's just like oopsie and then like immediately starts dragging the body away. <laughs> oh no! Like there's not even a moment of hesitation. She's just like, oh no, I shot Sitwell. Well, time to hide the body. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so funny. Gemma just like completely loses it. It's great. <laughs> so, uh, Fitz and Ward hide out in a drainage tunnel. Um, and Fitz complains about being hungry before pulling out his sandwich that he has been waiting to eat all this time. <laughs> and he goes to take a bite, but then he's like, oh, Ward, you could have some too. And he offers Ward some, and then Ward <laughs> throws it out of the drainage tunnel into the water. <laughs> Oh, heartbroken. 
heartbreaking. Yeah. Also, like, the uh, way that Ward takes it, like, oh, thanks, and then tosses it. What a betrayal yeah. right there. I know! It's just, like... Uh, like the vote, like he, like Fitz is also just like he does he does the thing that you said, Luca, where he just says like "what the hell" in like an extremely Scottish accent. And although, although I do think Ward has a point that if you're getting tracked by dogs, bringing out a prosciutto and buffalo mozzarella sandwich, which prosciutto is not yeah. a particularly uh, uh, smell free, is what I will say. Yeah, and like, and like the thing, yeah, like Ford is the thing is, just Ford is absolutely right. Like, there's like it's like literally seconds later that they hear like dogs in the background, you know, and it's just, but also but why it's you just, gotta why you gotta chuck it into the yeah, lake? Just like, just like, just put it away, man. Put it away. Now you've just got a sandwich in the lake, which is like a still smelly sandwich. Yeah, come on, dude. TLDR, Ward is an asshole. Let Fitz eat the sandwich. Let Fitz yeah. eat the sandwich. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. I do love how he offers him like a, fl- a like a odorless granola bar, essentially, I and Fitz know, is just like, this just... is not the same. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, that's the thing, is that Fitz is just being such a sweetheart about this sandwich. Like, he's so excited for it. He, like, he, like, it's his favorite sandwich when he gives half to Ward, and then Ward just chucks it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... So, such oh, a betrayal. My sweet boy. Uh, you don't him. deserve this. You deserve F's in the chat for our sandwich. F's in the chat for the sandwich. Uh, okay. So, Sky It's still searches... out there floating in a lake. Sorry. I it's still out there. Some rat's gonna eat it. That's <laughs> what says. He's like, imagine you're a rat and you're just swimming through <laughs> and you find a prosciutto <laughs> buffalo sandwich. <laughs> Oh. I'm like, Fitz, you're really just like mourning the sandwich more than is necessary. But it's good. Um So Sky searches through the mainframe um for the documents related to the mission. Um but as she's searching because Shield apparently has zero firewalls and security. <laughs> well she hacked them. She's a hacker. Well she's a hacker, of course. <laughs> Hacker voice, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> she's in. Acc- she's in. Uh, she accidentally ends up finding some info about her, uh, but ends up choosing the info about Fitz and Ward because she is a team player and doesn't want them to die. Yeah, also because like... her weird, like, uh, her proxy or whatever, it only works for two minutes, which yeah, I don't which is really a under. Proxy. Yeah. Uh, definitely should get that proxy up at Mrs. Hacker voice because <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's also like one of those things where she like spends like the first minute and a half looking for the stuff about her parents like trying to find the unredacted document and then she looks over at the phone she's just like damn 30 seconds left but I guess I better go look for the fits and board stuff and it's just like 30 seconds is not enough time to do the shit that she just you did. you underestimate hacker powers yeah, oh. yeah she's super a pa- hacker she, yeah abilities. that's true i guess she's a power user <laughs> she knows all the hotkeys <laughs> she knows all the hotkeys all the shortcuts fuck's sake hacking is such bullshit in general I considering know. the fact that we just learned today that three teenagers in florida hacked twitter and got into like oh obama's yeah. account and shit for <laughs> three Bitcoins. teenagers god yeah what a time um 
So she sees All of there's Nintendo ever was <laughs> also just hacked and released. God. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is apparently way more easily hackable than I imagined. Which is not comforting. <laughs> uh so um she sees there's no extraction plan listed and then Colton Colson catches her. Dun dun dun. Uh, Fitz and Ward sneak into the compound um, while Sky questions Colson about why they aren't getting Fitz and Ward out. And Colson basically valid. shuts her. Which is incredibly valid. If I saw that too, I'd be like, uh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Especially after being promised there was an extraction plan. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then not getting one. Seems pretty shady. But Coulson shut her down Also, again. sorry, it just occurred to yep. me reading reading these. Isn't the bracelet supposed to stop her from using computers or something? So she explained that. So she said, like, the thing is, I don't think it's like an insta-kill. Because she can still use technology, but if she's doing something that she shouldn't be doing, they can shut it down. And mm, so she yeah. said they like she was, there was like something she was using to mask her online activity and but it, oh, that was I think timer, that was the thing yeah. that would only yeah I think that was the thing that would run out of time yeah she did the thing where she looped the camera feed but it was just her <laughs> being on Reddit yeah <laughs> no she says Facebook because Reddit you know is not in the popular culture in 2013 but Facebook yeah, is yeah Flickr <laughs> she's on Flickr scrolling through I do think she says Reddit though which which extremely weird energy Sky being on Reddit <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. The 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 cultural drops in this first season are not good, but it's because it was 2013. We can, the best we can hope for is that they didn't reference rage comics or like uh <laughs> or yeah. like Rick Astley or something. Honestly, if they rickrolled in this in this fucking show, it'd be the best thing ever. <laughs> that would be great. They do the Pacific Rim 2 thing where they just play the, like, troll video in the middle of the episode oh, for God. whatever reason. God. Please don't. Please don't do that. Let's stop making cringy culture references. It's like every time someone <laughs> mentions no, Fortnite, and I'm just like, shut the fuck up, please! <laughs> See, I could get behind the Fortnite jokes now, like, but, like, it, it's it's still one of those things where it's just, like, mid, like, mid, like, early 2010s memes are just like i hate thinking about them <laughs> i <laughs> but hate like, it fortnite is gonna be that way in like five i know years. i know i'm i'm just enjoying it while i can is what i'm <laughs> what i'm really trying to do i just like oh yeah the <laughs> fortnite am i right okay i'm gonna am cut right? this out of the episode but i still think the joke that reggie made in the one nintendo direct where he's like i can't wait to drop out of the battle bus and meet all of you on the field in fortnite <laughs> oh god one of the best things <laughs> no but you can't cut this out of the episode this is peak cultural commentary oh, god. yeah that's fair just tldr stop making cringy culture references because they will be outdated in at least two years yeah also in fact, I, I need you also now to just edit in audio of reggie saying that like right here. <laughs> I'll, yeah i'll find it <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh so ward and fitz sneak into the compound uh oh wait yeah so they sneak into the compound um and fitz tries to see through a wall with 
this crazy x-ray map thingy majigger that he puts in the wall um and then ward, ward just goes in and beats up the guys and they go in <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and at this point ward also realizes there's no extraction plan because apparently waving a flashlight around and putting your hand it's, in front of it is I'm... the way to signal that <laughs> It's so wild because, like, also, like, you don't really get a bunch of shots of the surrounding set, but it, it's it's kind of it's kind of shown like on the peripherals of other shots because I was just like because there was something like really off about that like when you just watch it because like one waving a hand in front of your flashlight in the middle of the day is just stupid and dumb, <laughs> but also I'm just like, wait, where is he pointing it at? Because like if you like if you like pay attention i'm pretty sure he's just like pointing it like at the rest of whatever the industrial park that they're in is yeah like he's not pointing it at anything and also i just love the juxtaposition of like him doing this stupid like flashlight shit and fitz is just like i have this magic x-ray window that lets me see <laughs> yeah. through walls. And it's just like I, i'm gonna wave my hand in front of a flashlight i also really like when like fitz puts the x-ray window up and he's like whoa the one guard's fighting the other two guards oh god he's yeah. coming towards us <laughs> it's so like, good fitz, you dummy <laughs> it's clearly <laughs> ward it's clearly ward but yeah the whole that whole sequence is just like goofy science shit that like doesn't make any sense at all <laughs> yeah um but they get in regardless and uh fit sets about disabling the device and man he is cocky about it oh yeah. he's like oh <laughs> How much time do I get? And Ward's like, you got ten minutes. And Fitz is like, I thought you'd say five. And I was like, yeah. Oh my god. So yeah. there's things where he he looks at it. He's just like, like this is gonna take a while. And we're just like, you had ten minutes. And, and Fitz is just like, I thought you were gonna say five. And starts working. And I'm like, oh God. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, yeah. Because that's the thing, is that like, I guess we should we should wait until. There's that other exchange between Warren Fitz here, but there, Fitz, Fitz, I I have a feeling that they're one of the vibes that I feel like at least that they're trying to imply is that Fitz feels like he has something to prove, which I don't think. I don't know. I have. I don't I know. Have I some... didn't pick. I didn't pick that up. For me, it was yeah. like this is the, what this is the part of the job he feels the most competent about. Like this yeah. is. I yeah I have I have some more thoughts on that also where it's just like because yeah we'll we'll get into that later. But yeah, I think definitely here he's really like this is finally the part that he needs to do, which and and Fitz is if he's confident in anything, he's confident in his skills in engineering. Uh, so he is this is his time to shine for sure. Uh, so Coulson confronts Hand about the lack of an extraction plan, and Hand gives him some lame excuse about like, oh, uh, you know, it's too dangerous or whatever. We didn't and have Coulson the resources. Yeah, they didn't have the resources, which is total bullshit. A, yeah, for Shield, the Shield yeah. didn't have the resources to get, like, God. Yeah, yeah, it's just like total bullshit, and like Coulson absolutely knows it's total bullshit because. He knows how this organization works, and if they wanted to get them out, they would. But they aren't doing it. So, um... And also that they imply that Coulson isn't 
there's there's a point here where they where hand implies that Coulson isn't like level eight or something, or there's like a whole another level that Coulson isn't aware of even. Um. Yeah, it seems like there's some information, and especially to when we get the tag scene at the end, um, it really feels like they're leaving Coulson out specifically for some reason. Yeah. Uh, which is not great. Yeah. I I read it as like I read it as Hand being just like like doesn't trust Colson to be objective about his team. Um No, which... I very much see for me for me at least I very much read it as Colson thought he had access to all the information and like this scene was focused on like he doesn't actually like and what does that mean for Colson? Yeah, I th- I definitely think that yeah that's that honestly probably makes more sense, <laughs> but I yeah my my first instinct when I watched that scene again was just like oh, hand hand has like a beat on him in terms of like him and his feelings about his team, um, but yeah that also makes a lot of sense. Uh yeah. So, meanwhile, we get a big scene between Ward and Fitz where they basically have it out about who is important. (laughs) Um, And this is the scene where I think Fitz really feels like he has something to prove. Um, Because even though he's been a liability to Ward at times, he's definitely saved his ass like three different times during this mission. And I think I think where all this is coming from uh, is the fact that he couldn't save Simmons from jumping out the plane and yeah. had to do it for him. Oh, definitely. And I think that that really shook him up and made him like, because <laughs> like if there's one thing he should be able to do, I think is like do the science to save her, and he couldn't do that even. Well, he did, but like not fast enough. Um, and I think it really shook him up. Yeah, uh, I, I feel I I definitely think thought that that's what they were going for because there's, um, because all in everything leading up to it, you get this like, you you do get the the classic thing of like oh Fitz feels insecure about his like like they it's obviously played up in like a masculine tone especially because they compare him like these two episodes like compare him to ward a lot because ward was the one who saved Gemma, um and they definitely i feel like they definitely play up fitz's insecurity about it um but i i i i when i was watching this scene again i i kind of got the sense that it's almost not the opposite but that fitz fitz is is probably insecure about the Gemma stuff specifically but in terms of like his own he it's not that like he's getting mad and riled up about at ward because because he's he feels insecure and that he's like lashing out but i i think that it's one of those things where it's just like oh he knows that he is competent and he's just getting upset that people don't realize that because like he there's that line where he says like you know colson talked to me too right like he said that i should watch out for you (laughs) And like he says that, 
he he says that not like throwing it in Fort's face, just like like hey, like I need you to know that like I know what I'm doing, and I don't want you to keep treating me like this. Um, which which felt different from the way from his insecurity and and like him kind of like in like the way that he was just like to Gemma at the end of last episode like you know I could have been the one to save you like I could definitely could have done that like this feels like a different thing where it's just like oh no like I I can I can be a competent field agent and like you need to stop treating this like you're babysitting me mm-hmm. I think yeah, it's like also he... interesting how like no, immediate ahead, sorry oh uh, I think it's also interesting how, like, immediately after this, he gets to fire the gun at somebody, which is, like, yeah. what I associate with, like, a ward thing more than a Fitz thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I definitely think he's way more shaky in that moment, obviously. Yeah. Like, he's still, like, this is still, like, his first real field mission where he's not just, like, tagging along. You know, mm-hmm. but like he, but he holds his own. Just, like he's a field yeah, he agent. definitely does. Yeah, yeah. I think like when he like basically yells at Ward that like you know I am also an agent of an agent of Shield is like a pretty important moment for him to stand up for himself. And yeah, like that's the, that's the important thing here because like while I do feel like they're playing up his insecurity a lot, I don't feel like this moment is coming from a place of insecurity. Yeah, definitely, like, here he's, like, really, like, fuck you, I can do this. <laughs> um, which is good. Uh, so, May, uh, Sky, and Simmons decide to go and rescue the boys, um, and they get on the plane, only to be stopped by Coulson. Before it's revealed that Coulson is actually in on the plan and is going to rescue them as well. And they all go off to rescue the boys. Because the system has betrayed them. Who would have thought that with all that referencing trust the system, the system would be betraying them? (laughs) (laughs) I am... See, like, everything about this is, is... It feels so much like... Like, yeah, don't, like, yeah, they can't trust the system. Like, they trusted the system and it, like, totally fucked them. Like, there's, like, even the people who who were advocating for it were proven wrong at the end. But there's something about it that just doesn't feel like, uh, maybe this is something, I can't tell if, if the vibes that I'm getting are, like, a spoiler thing or not. Maybe I'll talk to Luke about this in the in the spoiler Yeah, maybe section, if you're but... not sure, just save it for the spoiler section, because... But, yeah, cause, because I feel like... Or, actually, I guess I guess the thing is, is that, like, I feel like this season has, has even in the first eight episodes, has been so back and forth on the vibes that they give off on whether or not they're, like, pro or anti, like, the institution of S.H.I.E.L.D., like I, I, I get I I get the vibe that they that they're they're trying to cast doubt on it, but I don't know whether or not this is a solid enough answer at this point, especially this early on. I think, uh, well, there's a scene later on in this episode where, to me, it's it's kind of a cop out to if if the setup was like, Shield is, 
something that we should be doubting. There's like a cop out later. Uh, never mind. Maybe I should just wait for that moment to happen. But well, what's the moment? Because I feel like this is the this is the part where we should probably talk about it. Because this is yeah. The part where they're just like yeah, we've been betrayed or whatever. Yeah, later on, betrayed. Agent Hand is like yeah, it was okay. I trusted them, so they didn't get an extraction plan because I trusted them not to to figure it out. And it's like you can't say trust the system based on the fact that you trust the people to like say the extraction plan is set up by them don't say there is no extraction plan yeah it's like totally shitty of them to not even like let them know that like hey you're not like you're gonna have to get them out yourself because like that would be a valid extraction plan is like you guys figure it out but the fact that they like didn't tell them at all is like not a valid (laughs) way to do that yeah, you see, like, I don't even think it's the case where where a hand's doing the, like, the, like, mastermind, like, superior officer type thing. It's like, oh, I trusted them all along. Like, it that seemed very much read to me, like, like, she didn't give a shit about them, like, literally at all, or whether or not they were extracted until Coulson, like, made a fuss about it. And then she's just, like, and then she was won over by the power of friendship or whatever, and she's just like, oh, no. God. Like, but okay, even that, to me, is a cop-out. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's, like, bullshit. Like, yeah. Like, because, like, because, like, she has this, like, kind of, like, warm, like, maternal, or not maternal, but, like, um, like, like, like she has this like smile, the like plan. Slight smile she has a plan. Like, well, she has this like a slight smile and like warm tone to her voice when she says, "Just like, oh no, like Coulson's team knows what they're doing." Like, like she, like she has some sort of like familiar like. You don't um, get to do like, that. You sent for Warden Fist no, out yeah. to die. Like, yeah, like she said, like yeah, like she says that, like she has like some sort of like like deep fondness for for colson and his team when it's just like no like you literally didn't give a shit about them until colson was just like it was shitty of you for for you to do this <laughs> head was just like you know what i guess they're people i could give a shit about <laughs> i guess they're people yeah it's like the whole thing is just like such bullshit mm-hmm. um because yeah like it's just not fair to send them out there and be like, uh, oh, no extraction plan when you totally could have extracted them or like told them. Or Coulson even like to do just told them that there is no extraction plan and just let yeah, them figure it out. Yeah, because like they could figure out. something out, but yeah. if, if they're out there relying they could on do you it. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it's at at that point is is just like there was a reason they didn't have an extraction plan. Like it like we said this up front, but it's like it's bullshit that they said like the excuse that they had for no expansion plan like if they if that was true then they wouldn't have then they wouldn't have they would have told them that there's no extraction plan it's just like they would have said up front we don't have the resources to extract you you're gonna have to extract yourself but like but like there is a motive like i don't think we ever like get what that motive is other than like ooh bad organization but like they didn't they had a motive to not extract the two of them and to immediately start bombing the place while they were still in there it you know? honestly like, takes more effort for them not to extract them exactly than it would to extract exactly them. like they have like they're like this is the thing with like with institutions like this it's like we see it all the time with like the police the government like all this kind of, not to get on my like communist bullshit or whatever but like <laughs> we see no but like we literally see this shit all the time it's just like like 
or like institutions like this like throw up these dumb bullshit um like reasonings when it's obvious that there is a motive for them to act the way that they are other than just like whatever like like funding or or whatever other kind of excuse that they try to hide behind just like no they have they have motive and like a drive to like but, kill black people or whatever you know yeah like, but it's... like to me like we see the direct motive and re- what unsettles me about this is that we don't know what there's literally no reason i could conceive of like a motive that would be good for them in which the agents don't get out of the field yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I guess the thing, like, the easy one, to, like, that's the thing is that I don't think we, there is ever a reason given or whatever. Like, this is kind of like the end of this, as far as I know. Um, but it, it, like, it, yeah, it, it very much feels like they're kind of like pulling on that kind of stuff without have, again, like having any sort of like real understanding of like why these kinds of institutions and organizations make those kinds of decisions and why they try to hide behind these kinds of bullshit like excuses and it's all the paperwork. yeah it's kind of like why yeah and it's like it it's why it gives me this whole vibe even though it's very much even though the message of this episode feels very much like fuck the system like it still leaves a bad taste in my mouth yeah it's overall I just, just like super shitty yeah, we already talked about it, but honestly, the biggest problem I had was how, at the end, Hand is just like, oh yeah, I trust their team. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you don't Which is like, no, fuck you. If you trusted their team, you would have said, hey, there's no extraction plan, but you guys can do whatever you want. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Yeah. Just super dumb. <laughs> <sighs> fuck Shield. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay. Uh, so, uh, Ward takes out all the baddies that break in, um, and they get out of the building only to find themselves surrounded, but the cavalry literally comes in with the bus and may physically blows all of the people away. I also want to point out that Fitz does this awesome thing where he weaponizes the core of the overkill weapon or whatever. Oh yeah, it's, Into it like rules. a gun. It rules. Yeah. It's like so it like dope. turns people's guns off or something, right? Well, yeah, it's like it's like it's the best version of it's the best version of gun control where you make literally make the guns <laughs> explode in people's hands. It's the gun control gun. Yeah, it's the gun control gun. It's not even a gun. It's just it's not like even a gun. A device, but yeah, yeah. it's like an orb that shoots. <laughs> it's it's it a great sound orb. waves, essentially. Yeah. So. Also, that that is just that is. This is, like, the kind of comic book bullshit that I live for. It's just like, oh, it's a thing that makes sound that makes only guns explode. I just, like, <laughs> great. <laughs> Fantastic. It resonates on the gun frequency. If you could make a device that set off guns from a long distance, it would set off, like, a whole bunch of shit. Like, it wouldn't just be guns. This is the other thing, too, is that they also, it's also, they specifically say it's not guns, it's just, like, weapons in general, because they're just, like, they could use this to set off, like, all of the nukes or whatever. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> just... what? Yeah, and the fact that it's made out of, like, an unstable weapon core is, like, hmm, that's probably oh, not so safe. It's so funny. Yeah. 
there's a lot of bullshit science in this episode. That's definitely the biggest one. It's, <laughs> it's so like good, though. This device that apparently does this thing, but nothing else. And yeah, doesn't really make a lot of sense. But they rescue them. Um, and then back at the hub, we get the dumb scene between Sitwell and Han, where you know Sitwell's like, "Oh, they got out," and Han's like, "Oh, ha ha! I knew all along that this would happen." And I'm like, "Shut up." <laughs> You did not know this all along would happen. Total bullshit. Um, but Fitz and Ward reunite with the team, and uh, Simmons is very glad to see that Fitz is safe, and ask him how his sandwich was. And Fitz, <laughs> my boy, he lies and says it was delicious, and Jim is happy. Oh, <laughs> so my sweet, sweet babies. He's like, yeah. I mean, I, really we, I mean, Gemma definitely would have killed Ward like physically in real life if <laughs> he said something, right? Probably. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Put some biotoxins or something. Yeah. yeah. Also, I feel like I feel like also it's a fair bet that that sandwich was fucking delicious. So yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like I feel like he's not he's not. Um, it's not really that much of a lie. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I think delicious. here it's Fitz oh, yeah, saving also... Ward's ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, I'm forever sad because I don't eat meat, so I can't eat the sandwich because <laughs> prosciutto is ham. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. <laughs> can never God. experience. With some buffalo Benjamin with Babish did a, a recipe for the sandwich, which is great. A great video. Uh, but I can never experience it. <laughs> Yeah, but like if we're still, I I have no idea what the timeline is, but like if we're still around, like on God, campus we gotta together, make the sandwich. Yeah, we got it. Like season one finale, we both get together. I would get make the make the sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> just have a chill vibes session. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's got to be a real tasty sandwich. I can't stop I thinking know. about it. Same. I mean, it looks really good on binging with Babish. So yeah. I'm going to go ahead and soon. It's pretty good. Um, so, uh, Fitz starts to regale Simmons with his tales of epic heroism, which she indulges him with. <laughs> no. it, which is very cute. But... <laughs> Just the look of terror on his face when she says that she shot a superhero. I know! <laughs> He's like, you did What? <laughs> It's so funny because the way she says it too, she's just like, "Oh, I shot a superior officer at the chest," and he's like, "He's like, no, excuse me." It's just like, Gemma, you are you are not the sweet angel you think you are." No, I mean, this is the girl that gets excited about dissecting people. So yeah, but she yeah. said it in the same cadence as I got an A on my math test, which is like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things about Gemma is she like doesn't really know what's proper I know. <laughs> to say sometimes. Or do you get excited about Like, it's just, I love her so much. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. She's just so innocent and pure, but also, like, has this very dark side that comes out, and I'm like, okay! <laughs> uh, but uh, Ward and Sky also have a short discussion about um, their experiences and stuff, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, 
yeah, like I think there's a scene where like Sky checks in on Ward, and and he basically like ad- admits that like uh, Fitz saved his ass like a bunch of times, and you definitely see that Ward is coming out of this um, with like like it seems like a pretty like deep respect for Fitz. Yeah, like, and he does that look at Fitz, like the secret agent, I trust you look. They bro nod. They literally bro nod. And I was like, it's really good. It's beautiful. Um, And then we take a not so happy scene where Coulson comes to Sky's bunk and uh, tells her about that redacted document that she has basically was saying that. Um, she was brought to a shield location by an unidentified agent. Um, and Sky immediately makes the jump that this agent could have been her mother, but Coulson doesn't know. And Sky thanks him for the information. I think Coulson even says it's unlikely or something. Yeah, he's like, "Don't get your hopes up," which we learn later is because that agent is dead. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so probably be best that it's not her mom because it would not be a happy ending for that story. Yeah. I also it's it's one of those things too where we get the double gut punch of like Sky's like really intense optimism, um, and then just immediately are hit with Coulson like keeping this truth this like some sort of like secret from her about this whole thing. It's just yeah. like and I mean, I think he's, to be honest, I think like he's a... doing it to protect her because yeah. honestly, yeah. like, but it's yeah. one of those things where it's just like, like we see Sky being hopeful about it, and then like meanwhile, Coulson like knows that it's not that simple, and it's just like, oh no, mm-hmm. this is not going to be a good situation for Sky. For the record, I do still think Sky has superpowers. Um, yeah, I was about to ask Buck, what's the over and under on Sky being a robot? Oh, I don't think Sky, no, I, I'm still up in the, I don't think Coulson is a robot anymore, I think he's an android, because of that scene in the, okay, okay, yeah, (laughs) okay, an important distinction, I guess, yeah, Yeah. well, it is important, because he does have a human chest, it was revealed, so, (laughs) okay, do you mean cyborg, and you just said android? Oh, android is, wait, what's the difference? I think Android uh, is just robot. Oh, then yeah, Cyborg is what I mean. Oh, because Cyborg is Teen Titans. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Cyborg. <laughs> Cyborg is... This is the line. Cyborg is Teen Titans. <laughs> <laughs> this is the pinnacle of, of cybernetics. But yeah, I do still think that Sky has superpowers because... the uh, Come on. This is a Batman backstory, if I've ever heard one. <laughs> Okay, but to be fair, Buck, Batman doesn't have superpowers. That's, that's, fair. that's just, true. Batman does just, not have superpowers. She's he got just has there. a lot of money. Yep, and Sky does not, so... That we know of. She, yeah, know wait, of. just wait until they hit the Bitcoin era. Oh, fuck. <laughs> She's going to be making bank with Bitcoin. Yeah, she, oh, just installs, yeah. she just installs Bitcoin miners on all of the hubs. <laughs> fucking... <laughs> servers she just the fucking thing that my uh, friend did in high school where she just like rents a bunch of cloud servers and then installs bitcoin <laughs> miners sick. on them damn i bet you that person is rich now oh no he got immediately banned from all yeah, <laughs> the cloud services wow uh. but 
So that's the prediction. This guy becomes a billionaire from mining Bitcoin. <laughs> becomes Batman, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Bitcoin Batman. Bitcoin Batman. Oh, wow, how'd God. you get this money? Bitcoin mining, baby. <laughs> God. What a crazy twist. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um... Yeah, so the, the May and Coulson have the discussion about the document as well, and it is revealed that the agent is, uh, in fact, dead and died horribly. <laughs> <laughs> not great. No. Uh, really not great. Yeah, and that specifically that, like, because, like, especially coming, this scene especially hits kind of hard, because, like, it's coming off of the whole, like, they were keeping secrets from us, and it could have led to Warden Fitz dying. And then Coulson immediately, like, seeing this document and just being like, some secrets need to be kept. Which is just like, Yeah, uh, I think it's a very different what's situation. What's going though? on here? Yeah. yeah, no, like, I get that it's... But it, it very much, like, drives home the point. It's just like, there's something, like, big here. Um, and Sometimes you have to trust worrying. the quote-unquote system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... Obviously, Coulson has way better intentions than, you know, yeah. Big Shield. But yeah, it's still not super great that he's hiding this from her. Um, but then I we mean, get the they are logo, hiding stuff from and, Coulson. Uh, we get the tag. They are hiding stuff from Coulson, as we learn in the tag, because Coulson makes a phone call. Um, and request information about Tahiti, which I misspelled in the notes, but it's fine. I thought that was like something spoilers or something, and I was like, "No, is that how it's, it's just spelled? me fucking up spelling Tahiti because <laughs> I don't know how to spell it, and I couldn't be bothered to look it up." Um, <laughs> it's a magical place. It's, it's a magical, magical place. place. Um, but they deny him access, even though he's a level eight, and he demands why and they're like uh no reason but you have to put in a formal request with director fury and he does not but yeah. it's very ominous i think that he doesn't want fury to know that he's digging into yep. what happened yeah. yeah yeah that's definitely the vibe yeah it seems like he's trying to keep this search on the on the down low because he's not even telling may about it which Ooh, why, why? What could it mean? Yeah, especially because, like, it seems like uh, Coulson and Fury also has, have, like, a rapport together. And, yeah, the fact that, like, that it's report like, you need to submit a request direct, like, with the director, it's just like, ooh. <laughs> Deep yeah. shit. Deep shit. Yeah, it's it's definitely being set up to be a big mystery. Yeah, I'm really hoping. I this I love this like what happened to Coulson? Question mark kind of line that's going through because pretty much I think most of the end credit scenes except for like that one are like what happened to Coulson? So, uh, also, Beck, while we're getting your predictions, over and under Tahiti, is it a magical place? Yes, no. <laughs> uh, Tahiti is certainly a magical place, yes. All right. I, All right. You know, it, it reminds me of um, 
I don't know why I'm drawing this connection, but in Captain Marvel, at, like, the end credit scene, where, like, Nick Fury is, like, on a beach or whatever, I'm like, that's, it's that thing, but I don't know what that thing is. I'm trying to remember, like, it's been a long time since I've seen Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, yeah, I don't know, but, yeah, Tahiti is a magical place, but it also seems like... <gasps> oh, Tahiti is a magic, magic. Mm. Mm. Uh, there's magic. <laughs> We're actually going uh, super fantasy now. This is no longer a science fiction show. I mean, you say that, but we're about to talk about some uh, magic. magic shit. Yeah, we, as we're doing Jim a Simmons double... would say, um, or just a, a part of science that we haven't discovered yet. But yeah, so that's the end of the show. Um, so. I guess we'll start wrapping up the episode here unless anybody else has anything else they'd like to say about it. Uh, no, I think that's a generally... I really like that episode, just like... Yeah, it, it was a good episode. There's another bottle episode. Like, we got a couple of plot-heavy episodes, and then we got the, the... Again, kind of another bottle episode last one, but there's a lot of emotional stuff, and this one was just, like, another good episode. You know, some thematic stuff that I can always sink my teeth into, but... But other than that, just, like, another really good bonding one. Yeah. Yeah, we mentioned at the beginning, but, like, the Ward-Fitz dynamic is something that wasn't really explored too much mm -hmm. before. And also, too, like, I feel like Gemma and Sky had some had some stuff going on before, but, like, we got to see more of that being fleshed out. <laughs> yeah, just thinking about next episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Which has a very interesting scene in it, but <laughs> we'll get there. Um, but yeah, for now, I guess we'll close up the episode here with, well, bef uh, I guess now we'll move on to level seven, the spoiler section. So we'll bid farewell to Buck. Yeah, uh, just a reminder, also follow the uh, the podcast Twitter at, oh man, why can't, oh man, brain fart moment here. <laughs> the bus pod, at the bus at pod. At the bus, yeah, at the bus pod. And uh, thanks to Melina Karan, who does the podcast art, you can find her at, at Squirrel Curls on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And thanks to Abnormal Mapping uh, for hosting us. Uh, you can follow them. At, on Twitter at Admiral Mapping and donate to their Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash Admiral Mapping. We just realized two weeks ago that they were tweeting out the episodes, I think. I know. I Oh, fuck. <laughs> I still... They, I forgot. Oh, Jesus. The spoiler cast went out on Wednesday and I forgot to, to tweet about it. Shit. Okay, I'm going to do that. Yeah, honestly, Admiral <laughs> Mapping, thanks for promoing us because we mm -hmm. didn't even realize it was happening. Also, somebody with I mean, that's just their Twitter feed. I found out. I I follow Jem and Jackson and uh, M and Jackson individually. I didn't realize I actually didn't follow the abnormal mapping Twitter. And wow. their feed is basically just all of the podcasts that get put out. That's very um, nice. Yeah. Yeah, but thinking, I saw that somebody. It looked like somebody with like actual clout retweeted the tweet 
um, oh, shit. for our season or for our episode six. Oh, One. dang. And I was just like, oh, I have no idea who this person is, but like they have followers <laughs> and seem cool. <laughs> nice. Well, hopefully somebody's listening. Got another bussy. <laughs> yeah, if you're. <laughs> yeah, got another bussy. Another bussy. I hate that. I hate that name. <laughs> Honestly, okay. Honestly, can we stop this trend of like every fandom has to have like a name that's like a weird version of Wait, you like, don't whatever. I just think bussy is very good. <laughs> Yeah, okay, if you're if you're a bussy with clout, just <laughs> keep <Bussy> clout. <laughs> we keep retweeting uh, our tweets because um cuz then you get to hear us more people get to hear me say things like bussy with clout. Yeah, I'm going to clip that out and send it to well never mind. You know, I'm going to send it uh, to people. Yeah, fair. Oh, a bussy with clout. <laughs> But uh, On that yeah, note. <laughs> yeah. Just a good uh, note as any to leave. I think for me. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna end the episode because clearly we're going down a rabbit hole here. Um, but thanks again for watching. Uh, join join us in level seven for the spoiler cast. Um, see you later, Buck. See ya. Yeah. See ya. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grant Ward burns in fire <laughs> corner oh Luca, do you have anything to say about grant ward burning in a hellfire well you know what holly i think that we should add some more logs to that fire because fuck <laughs> this man up the ass <laughs> oh my god see that's the thing is that like you and i like obviously grant ward is a dick bag, and we—that's the whole reason why we're doing this—is so we can talk about how much Grant War is a dick bag. But like, fuck, like this episode, and it just did. Uh, maybe it was just because my boy was there, but it was just like, fuck. I. The thing is, is that I can say all of the shit that that we were talking about. It's like, oh, Grant and uh, Warden Fitz are like such good buddies in this episode like i can say that shit like totally unironically for this episode because it is it, it it is really good bonding between the two of them and and they and they have they do build up like a rapport but fuck me i hate watching ward bro nod to fitz and say like and say to sky just like you know what fitz saved me too sometimes you know and then just like looks over at fitz bro nods and i'm just like my dude i you like you're <sighs> see this is the thing is like i really believe that ward sees them all as friends i know right now i know <laughs> like the most fucked up part of this whole thing because as soon as he is in a situation where he has to choose between killing fitzsimmons and like letting them live he just like does not hesitate like he wants to kill them but then he justifies it later by saying, oh, well, I gave you a chance to live. Like, I didn't, like, shoot you in the head. And I'm like, well, fuck you. You sent them to the bottom of the goddamn ocean in a pod. Fuck off with that bullshit. It's, like, it's so, it's so frustrating, too, because, like, we see, we see Ward, like, being Ward in this one. I might be, I, see, the thing is, is that I need to be careful because we were planning on recording both uh, 7 and 8. Yeah. 
today. And so I just watched eight, which is a big fuck Grant Ward episode. Yeah. Oh my god! And so I'm heated about that also, because like, because like all things considered, this is this is like fairly light. This is this is still more fuck Ward than most of the episodes so far. Yeah. But compared to eight, it's like not that bad. But like watching him, like watch, because like the thing is, is that it's not like him trying to cozy up to Fitz or like or, or like doing the the gaslighting thing yeah or like um of like ingratiating himself with this group it's just like no he's the one who's being a cold asshole and then he slowly warms up to fits and it's just like fuck like you don't give a shit about this or you think you give a shit about this but you are going to try and kill them yeah like and then try to like say that you're saving them or whatever in like what is it now like 10 episodes like you are actively trying to kill every person on this team except for sky and that's only because you have this weird creepy thing for her and even then you don't really care like she could die like it would be kind of sad but like you don't care yep oh my god it's just oh so fucked up on so many levels and i hate Mm -hmm. seeing fitz alone with him it just makes me like cringe yeah and like like because that's the other thing too is that like Fitz, Fitz, Fitz doesn't feel like I. I when I was talking before about like when Fitz stands up for himself, it's not coming from a place of insecurity, but like Fitz, but that doesn't erase the insecurity that Fitz feels about his inability to save Gemma, right? Yeah. And that's that is something that is very directly tied to Ward. So he has this very like complicated relationship with Ward now, where he has this kind of like bro relationship with him but also like his his newest insecurity is like very directly tied to ward also and like like they have this kind of like shared relationship now that there is just this it's one of those things where it's just like ward now has like or ward always had this fucking thing where he's a fucking nazi and will try to murder everyone and he knows that, and he is still doing this, and it, it it makes me so upset. Yeah, it just, oh my god, it I just like literally <laughs> don't know how to process it because Fitz, even when it's revealed that Ward killed Koenig, um. Fitz is like he didn't do it like there's got to be yeah. some other explanation for like why he's acting like this and like he's he like flips the fuck like you can tell how badly it's affected him to like have his friend betray him because at that point Ward is his friend and I'm like man fuck you Ward for doing that to my boy yeah because that's the other thing is that Fitz definitely gets attached to people in this way it's it's, it's the same thing when sky when when sky's like hacker bf or whatever was around and it's just like why would she do this to us like why would she do this to us why would this person who we've met for like literally two days do this to us yeah and 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 it's just like he gets so attached to people in this way that it just makes the betrayal like hurt all the more like specifically for fits like it is specifically damaging for fits in a way that yeah. it isn't damaging for other the rest of the team and because i think fits is just like he feels things very intensely for the people he cares about like obviously Gemma mm-hmm. is the biggest example but for all the team i mean i know we heard 
Daisy just the other day say like this team is my family and I really think Fitz feels the same way oh yeah um, like this team is his family <laughs> yeah. and it's like they accept him especially like later on like they really accept him and they like cherish his knowledge and I think that he's someone who really needs like that validation of like mm-hmm. him as a person yeah, because that's the thing too is that like I he I don't think I think he's he's one of those things people were like I I do think that he he's not like insecure about his own ability as a self worth like I think he has a pretty firm grasp on like yeah. what his abilities are and and where his competence is at but like at the same time he does he does value the the he does value the people around him and and doesn't want to be treated as something other than like like uh not an equal it doesn't feel like the right word but he wants to be he wants people to recognize him as like part of this group yeah uh, on like on the same footing that everyone else is like right like he wants to belong to this group and he knows that he does and he wants other everyone else to realize it too and it's just like fuck like ward like ward is doing this shit like it's just one of those things where he he's doing this shit and he is he he's bored is definitely smart enough to realize the kind of attachment that Fitz has to people right and he's he again just does what he does like he just like it doesn't do anything like it doesn't affect him at all no like he is like actively manipulating these people and like he just does not give a single shit about it and yeah, he'll he, still defend himself like later. Yeah, he's activating he's he's actively manipulating them and and self but like at at the same time self deceiving in, in the fact that he thinks that this is this isn't active manipulation and is genuine like connection. Yeah. It's just so ridiculous and mm-hmm. I hate every single goddamn second of it so much. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I, like at the same time, like I can see people listening to us every week. Well, first of all, nobody listens to us every week, but I, <laughs> I can imagine a hypothetical listener listening to us every week and going, and going like, oh God, why do these people just like keep saying the same shit about war? It's just like because it's so it happens every episode and it always makes my skin crawl. It never yeah. fails to make my because skin crawl. Because the first time I watched the show. Ward fit a very specific stereotype of like the big macho dude, but like who has a soft side and like really cares about his team and reality and blah blah. And bitch, they just turn that on the fucking head and they're like, no, he's actually a Nazi. And I'm like, oh fuck. So like everything that he does is just like so manipulative and terrible that like it just cannot be ignored. <laughs> Because it's not like it's not like us, the viewers, where we had little idea of like what was going on. Like obviously, Ward knew what he was doing, so like everything mm-hmm. he does is just like increasingly awful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, yeah, can we it's talk just. About... Oh yeah, go ahead. It's just like one of those things where like the part that makes my skin crawl is less. Is less the stuff that he's doing and more the knowledge of just like he is more just like the idea of just like i can't imagine like what kind of evil a person has to be to like have that uh, to like because like it's one thing 
to like to like betray your friends like in a moment but ward knew all of this yeah and he's and he like does he plays the part for like however many episodes and he he doesn't like there's no like obviously like part of the writing was that like brett dalton who plays ward didn't know ahead of time and it, like there was no real writing like like but like there's no hint that he shows like any sign of just like oh maybe like there's no sign of him going like oh maybe this there's no like weird like faltering of the mask where no. it's just like like hmm, maybe like i feel kind of bad for deceiving these people like there's none of that like this episode when he's saving Fitz's ass next episode when he is like helping jim up the tree or fucking may like all of that you understand later is specifically done to manipulate these people Mm -hmm. like all of it is done that way and i'm like that is so fucked up on so many levels it's it yeah that's the other thing is that it's so fucked up on so many levels just on that but also that's layer there's also shit layered on top of that where it's just like one he doesn't think it's it's manipulative no or like he thinks that he thinks that this is being genuine um two he doesn't have any remorse about any of that and three he it like he just fucking like it has literally zero impact on him going forward yeah like all of this connection stuff that he's building up and that he is convincing himself like means something to him it's just like it's just like nope because he still shoots victoria in the face he yep. still shoves Fitzsimmons in the bottom of the ocean. He still does everything that he can to hurt these people. And it, like, he has no qualms about that whatsoever. Like, he's going to, like, talk about how he was, like, damaged and is the victim or whatever and just, like, continue to gaslight everyone and himself. But it's just, like, it's just one of those things where it's just, like, how fucked up and like just like immoral do you have to be to act this way just knowing everything <sighs> yeah it's it's just really fucked up on so many levels and like it's just gonna keep getting more fucked up as he gets deeper in yeah and it's just like uh, uh. also can we talk about how there's that weird line from Gemma whenever, I, I don't know what season it is, probably season three, where they're questioning her about something, and I can't even remember what they're questioning her about, but she makes a comment like, oh, I was so moony-eyed over Ward after he saved my life. And I was like, where the fuck was she moony-eyed over Ward? Oh because God. she's, like, the next episode so concerned about Fitz the whole time. And I'm I like, know. what kind of, like, gaslighting is this? Because this whole episode, Gemma is like so focused on Fitz, she doesn't even look at Ward. (laughs) No, it's it's like I I have a feeling that all of this shit that's going on in season seven with like Daisy and Sousa and everything is just going to like it's going to do the opposite thing of like rose tinted glasses, where like when we're going back, I'm just gonna be like, oh, these writers have no fucking idea how to write romantic relationships other than Fitzsimmons, and it's just all going to be the grossest shit of just like the like all the women swooning over the hot men even though that's not you know what's so sad is because i think that daisy and lincoln actually had a pretty great relationship up until the point where Mm -hmm. he literally died 
And yeah. I'm like, so you can write those relationships, and like you can write Fitzsimmons, and then there's this shit. <laughs> yeah, there's the, this shit, and like which is like the season seven stuff. Like, uh, like we'll talk about that in spoiler cast. Like we already have talked about it, but like, like why did they, uh, like they, like every once in a while they'll just do this shit where it's just like I didn't even notice it until like this Daisy and Susa stuff is so blatant, but like fuck like yeah like Gemma Gemma was not did not give a shit about Ward yeah like there was never a point in my whole time watching this even during the first watch that I had a bit that I was like oh yeah like Gemma clearly has a thing for Ward even if it's just like like like, gratitude for saving her life or whatever yeah like honestly there was more romantic tension between ward and fitz in this episode than, seriously than ward and Gemma. like i like that was literally like i i wasn't taking notes because i was like rushing to finish this episode but yeah. like i was watching it and i was just like wait there's there's something here like like my shiver senses are going off in a way that i do not appreciate right now <laughs> yeah like I mean, there's a reason there are Fitzward fix out there, and it started with this episode because there's yeah, I some homoerotic tension. I don't doubt it. And that's the thing is, like, yeah, it just constantly I question the writers on this show because sometimes they seem like they're competent in certain things, and then like the next second I'm like, but are they? <laughs> mm-hmm. And like overall, yeah. I think the good outweighs the bad, but sometimes they put in shit like that and I'm like no <laughs> it's not at yeah. all what happened yeah like I wrote in the description for the last spoiler cast that just went out this week as uh, as we're recording obviously um, it went out last week for when you're listening to this but like I wrote in the description just like like as kind of like a joke just like Holly loses like whatever modicum of respect she has for the writers or whatever and I'm just like like part of that is a joke because like I'll still come to bat for this show especially in comparison to like other mainstream shows and the way they handle a lot of this stuff but like fuck like I really am like going to be like going like wait like like I really feel like all the season 7 stuff like really kind of like removed blinders that i have on it's just <laughs> yeah. like no this shit was kind they already they always kind of did this shit it just like wasn't as blatant and like they didn't do it as often yeah um which i guess is something but at the same time it's just like fuck yeah and like the worst part about the daisy Souza, not to harp too long in that but they would just be so much better off as friends, like in every way. And I'm just like, why did you have to make it romantic? I know. I said that on Tumblr, and someone was like, uh, "Daisy just doesn't need that right now." And I was like, "Hello." Fuck off. <laughs> That's all we've been saying that she needs. Yeah, I'm like, Daisy just needs to like find herself, and people are like, "She's found herself. She's 32." And I was like, "You could not have yourself found at 32." Believe oh my me. God. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, the rest of the stuff of this episode, uh, obviously we get uh, some beautiful Fitzsimmons moments. I know. Truly a joy to watch them in their in their fledgling stages. <laughs> uh, like it's just yeah. I think it's very obvious. That's why I think that I want to say they probably filmed eight first and then seven. 
because the way Fifth acts in Eight is like way more protective towards Gemma. That's interesting because I definitely got the sense I didn't get that sense at all, but it was particularly around um, this stuff at the beginning of the episode because like one is the fucking Thor Dark World tie-in, oh, God. <laughs> which is I know. which is wild, and we'll we'll get to that, um, but. But, like, the beginning of the episode opens with, like, Ward just being super chummy with the team, which, one, made me want to hurl, but yeah. also, two, like, like we get, a we get like, some more bro nods between him and Fitz, and I was just yeah. like, oh, this, like, feels like a very direct, like, flow from the, the conclusion just, of the last episode. The, reason, the only reason I say that is because of the Fitz-Simmons stuff in that episode, because mm-hmm. Fitz is, like, super protective towards her. Gemma is still, like, actively traumatized. <laughs> Yeah. To the point where she can't even, like, talk to her parents. And I always wonder if they, like, filmed that first or if it was true. And, and Fitz's hair is back to the way it was in 6 and 8, which mm-hmm. also clued me in that maybe it was around the same time. Or maybe his hair was just grown out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. It, 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 you know what? Probably, probably filmed that one first, but. Yeah. But it, I always, like,. I just love these early stages because I still think Gemma has like zero idea that she's feeling oh, yeah. anything besides like intense friendship. And I think Fitz is starting to have ideas <laughs> that he's definitely feeling more than friendship. Oh, uh, advanced teamwork. And it's literally hilarious to me because he doesn't really know how to deal with emotions yet. <laughs> and he's kind of like, ah, oh, she's just my friend. And then he, like, has a moment, and it's just like, oh, wait, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Like, the like the part where she grabs his hand is just, like, oh. always so great to me, because I'm like, how you feel, it fits. <laughs> yep. How we feel in their Oh, bed. boy. It's just very cute. Mm-hmm. I love them. I love them yeah. in this pure, untraumatized, mostly untraumatized state. I won't say untraumatized, because Jim almost died. Yeah, but... Also, there was a I, sneaky. There was an agent Shaw um, at the beginning. Yep. Yep. Funny. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's just like I feel like they just have like a very short Google Doc list of like agent names because like yeah. we got Agent Mac also. Yep. <laughs> I mean, uh, I always question how the fuck they came up with Deke's name because Deke is like possibly one of the worst names ever. I will say Deke Shaw has a very strong energy, though. It de- it definitely has the exact energy they needed for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he is like honestly, it's like chaotic. honestly, it it like yeah, it has like an incredibly chaotic energy, but it also has like a very like action hero like like vibe to it, which is like I feel like is a bit much for him, but also it's just like very good. Yeah, it's. It's definitely an iconic name, mm-hmm. which is so funny because I feel like the only thing interesting about Gemma's name is the spelling. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fitz has a crazy name too, so I, I guess there's that. But <laughs> yeah, God. But I, I also kind of want to talk about like it, it. It's wild, like the whiplash that I got from watching the fucking like last couple episodes of season seven and then seeing Gemma oh in my this God. one. Yeah. Like it's it's always been 
like a little bit of a whiplash kind of like coming back and forth but like this one specifically hit me and just like the way we see Gemma kind of like flounder and kind of like do her happy-go-lucky thing and fuck if I haven't seen that in a while (laughs) yeah like I mean I look at the Gemma who's like so depressed and like emotionally just like shut down in these uh, season seven episodes and just like mourn the loss of this happy girl who like she she'd experienced a little bit of shit but she was but, still like, it, like yeah like it didn't really inside. phase her in yeah, the way like, that all of the other shit has yeah like i mean the Gemma in season seven has like almost died watched her best friend give up his life for her literally watched her husband die like <laughs> yeah has experienced a future where she knows that she raised a daughter in like this dystopian future her she eventually died and then her daughter like was killed like <laughs> yep. so fucked up on so many levels yeah oh my god honestly if the writers don't give me Fitzsimmons just like fucking off to Scotland at the end of this season, like I don't oh even know God. what to tell you because yeah. that is all they deserve in life. <laughs> yeah. Also, the other bit of Gemma Whiplash is that we actually got to see Gemma. <laughs> that, yep, that's uh. That's yeah. This season, season seven has been a fucking like shit show. It, like one because I've been thoroughly enjoying it, but two, I've also been thoroughly despising it. <laughs> That's the thing is, like, I went on a bit of a rant on my Tumblr after the episode, which I think pissed people off, but I don't really care. And mm-hmm. I was just like, the thing is, I really like the season as a whole. It's hilarious. It has a good pace. I think it's pretty well thought out. But then, like, there's just this giant shadow over the whole thing which is they wasted their time with Fitz until they didn't have any and now like we're all suffering for it and it's the last time I'll ever see him on screen (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, we're gonna have to cut this off (laughs) yeah anyway back to the episode Uh, so yeah I mean more stuff about uh, Sky's mom Specifically, I guess, but mostly her yeah. parents in general. Yeah, I'm I mean, starting to put in the pieces. Yeah, I don't really have much to say about that. Just like, yeah, we're we're gonna get into it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but like the other thing, the other okay, here's what I want to ask you. Yeah. Is this because I know I asked this question in the main part, and we kind of like came to a conclusion, I think, where we were all kind of frustrated with it. But do you think this episode is pro Shield? Yes, no. Because I'm still torn. Because I, I, because like the message is definitely like the, like don't trust the system. But I think overall it's anti shield because you're right. The message overall is don't trust the system, trust the people you trust. Um, and I think it's very deliberate, especially because Sitwell is literally in this episode. Which yeah, but that's that's the thing. That's the thing that's fucking with me. Because Sitwell's in this, and there's that, like, the last scene between him and Han, he's just like, oh, I thought there was no extraction to you. <laughs> just, like, like, very much doing the hijack thing. It's just like, oh, I thought these two people were going to die. And that makes me think he's just like, 
are, is this episode anti-shield or is this episode doing the thing that i'm so worried that season one is doing which is just like doing the thing just like hinting at the fact that everything bad about shield is the fact that hydra's in it and that that's where the problem is because hand is not hydra like she's very much anti-hydra hand isn't hydra but they also do the thing where she becomes sympathetic to colson at the end yeah but i think overall i think she only became that way because colson didn't trust the system though like i think that's the ultimate message is you can't trust the system like there may be sympathetic operators but overall like you just can't trust it (sighs) and i think that really i think this whole episode was foreshadowing for the fall eventually um especially considering like all the characters we see in this episode but i don't know because like that's the thing is that like i feel like i feel like they're like they kind of undermine even if that is the the message just like and i want to believe that because i am i am the fuck the fuck the police person but uh but it is just like I feel like it definitely undermines it because the thing that they do is in the end, everyone, everyone who is a part of the system and who is saying trust the system and everyone who, everyone who kind of like comes around to the fact that like, Hey, like we need to not do this is, isn't Hydra. Right. Like everyone who like the only person who's just like, Oh, I thought there was no extraction plan and it just like seems to be like not on board is Sitwell who is Hydra. Right. And they do this thing where it's just like, Oh, like everyone, everyone, all of the good guys understood that they needed to rescue Warden Fitz in the end, you know, like, and Oh, what if it was just, what if she was just the people who wanted the good thing, <laughs> you know? And so like it, 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 the whole this whole of season one has kind of become this tangled mess of where whether I'm not sure they're saying the system is bad or they're saying the system is bad because there's Hydra in it because yeah. like they keep they keep doing the thing that is the system is bad but then at the last moment kind of just like pulling the rug out from underneath it just a little bit so that it kind of like sets the whole structure like kind of like shakes the table a little bit and just kind of like oh maybe they're not doing that and i think especially after hearing enoch's final words to daisy i think that ultimately they're going to come down on shield shouldn't exist like i think the team is just going to be like completely god i hope so scattered (laughs) at the end like i can Mm -hmm. really see an ending where daisy like leaves shield to go like set up afterlife but like better um because she's not like you know horribly traumatized like really just like make it the vision that her mother originally had for it yeah um obviously i don't think fitzsimmons are going to be around and i i think mac's going to peace out too because i mean he's been through some shit as well which leaves like elena who's going to follow back (laughs) and then may who i don't think is that invested in the structure of shield anymore so yeah i yeah, I'm very I'm very interested because yeah, I like I am obviously like since I've I I feel like I have personally I've watched the show a lot of times and I I have been like again, I've 
started watching this show in high school and I have been a very different person since high school. But like, um, I, I feel like I've also changed a lot in terms of like how I think about media and like messaging and, and stuff like that since my last rewatch. And so I've definitely been paying more attention to it in, in this season. And it's just like one of those things where it's just like, I, it, I'm having a really hard time parsing out what what the takeaway is supposed to be, which is like one could just be me failing at doing that, but like also I feel like if the takeaway isn't clear enough at this point, then you're kind of fucking yourself because like then at the end of the day, people are going to read into it what they want to read into it. You know, like the fuck the police people like me are going to be going like, yeah, the, like Shield is an anti-cop show, and <laughs> which it it absolutely is not. And and the people who are just like, like who are just like going like more lesbian cops or whatever is just <laughs> are just going to be like hell yeah, Agent Hand, and it's just like, uh, I'm. Like, that's the thing is that, like, if if your message is one or the other, like, one, like, one of them is, like, I disagree with on, like, a, like, an ideological and moral ethical level, but, like, at the same time, like, you're fucking it up both ways if it's not clear, you know? Yeah. I, and I think the show itself, like, really wrestles with that because, on one hand, fuck the cops. Like, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think the fact that the whole show, well, not really, I, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say the whole show was based on, like, this fall. It, in, like, sort of the mid to end of the first season. And, but then also, like, the fact that the show is about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, the organization. Like, it's literally the name of the show. I think yeah. it really, like, confuses the issue because it's, like, like how do you walk that line <laughs> yeah I, which is I, like yeah like it's one of those things where it's just like the the like i've said this i've said this before a couple times and i'll say it again like the fact that the question of the main thrust of this show season to season is like redefining the question like what it does that mean to be an agent of shield an agent of shield is so interesting to me and like that is like one of the things that like like this show impresses me like about constantly but at the same time the de- like the de- like there's a difference between like de- like asking what is an agent of like what does it mean to be an agent of shield like part of that question is is what is shield and whether or not shield is a good thing and that that question is i feel like where everything once they start trying to answer that question, that's where it all starts to fall apart for them because they don't seem to have a clear answer. Even if they're like, it feels like they're trying to say something to me about it. Like they're, they're like, I'm asking that question and they're like shouting something at me. Except like they're just like saying like both things at the same time. And I'm just like, what are you saying? I, mean, I can't I think, understand. I think the clear reading of this episode is don't trust the system. If I'm if I'm being honest, like mm-hmm. the thing about hand like being sympathetic at the end, I think is irrelevant because she's the one who made the system originally. 
So therefore, the system can't be trusted because it's not like she—it's not like she changed her mind and sent in the extraction, the extraction plan herself. Like, she still ultimately let someone else do it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. I don't know. I feel. That's what I. That's deeply what I want to think, and especially because this is a show that I really love. Like, I'd love to just be able to kind of go just like, yeah, like, the season one is a fuck the, the fuck the cops season. But, like, the Hydra stuff is so messy, and it comes with a lot of baggage. Because that's the thing, is that, like, Hydra is, uh, like, like, the comics have done Hydra for years, and every basically everyone's fucked it up, as far as I know. Like I haven't heard of an example of Hydra in the comics that hasn't been supremely fucked in terms of like how they how the authors handle the themes. I'm sure that they're like comics is is big and weird, and I'm sure there are a lot of like good comic writers who have done some interesting stuff with like the idea of Hydra, but there's so much going on there, and like the intertwining of shield and hydra is such a delicate thing that i feel like you have to be super clear about it and like doing this stuff like the fact that i'm able to pick up pick out stuff that's just like under that seems to like undermine any sort of like firm stance one way or the other just feels really icky to me yeah it's definitely a fair point because it's like oh don't trust the system but also we're gonna remake the system like four times and it's like oh well and like the way that they remake the system is they just do the system again except they make it they have better people yeah you know which is like mm, not sure about that yeah Um, trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to say. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure the Colson stuff is worth bringing up. He's starting, like, the Tahiti stuff is starting to get to him. Yeah. I mean, it's starting to get to him, and we know where it leads, so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if anyone's storyline is like the most direct it's probably colson's which is saying something because his storyline is literally about him being brought back to life by alien blood yep uh <laughs> which should not be that direct but turns out it's pretty direct <laughs> i do enjoy him and may though i've always oh yeah absolutely they're they've always been great yeah I, and I don't know if it's just because Clark and Ming were, like, friends before or whatever, but, yeah, they have great chemistry together. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I don't know if they were friends before this show. Yeah, I was about to say, I hadn't heard that before. Uh, they've I probably w- met. I would yeah, assume. I would believe it. Like, they have such a good, like, every time I see them on camera together, like, yeah. off the show, like, they seem... Like really good friends, so I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if. I mean, if they honestly, were, but... Ming just seems like a person who like makes friends with like literally everyone, so mm-hmm. it doesn't really surprise me. But yeah, they have they just have always had a great history. Actually, everybody on the show, like the main cast, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, just like, I mean, you couldn't have cast a better Fitzsimmons. Like, seriously. <laughs> oh yeah. Because <laughs> like even from episode one, they just like hit it off, and it's like, ah yes, mm-hmm. this is the dynamic I want. Even though they went into it thinking they were brother and sister, so. <laughs> Don't know how they filled themselves on that one. <laughs> God. Yike. Uh, okay, well, if you don't have anything else to add. No, I think I've gotten... My voice is starting to go because I've been yelling about Ward and know, Shield are cops all day. Like, just Ward and this other bullshit. Uh... God. With that, we'll wrap up the episode there. Thanks again to uh, Abnormal Mapping for hosting us. Give them a follow on Twitter and go support their Patreon. And shout out to Mel at Squirrel Curls for our lovely podcast art. And we will be back um, next time with Season 1, Episode 8. Well, well before that. <laughs> on this series. Yeah, yeah. But before that, we will be doing our uh season oh seven reaction God. pod which should be a lovely time it's going to be a nightmare like the like there's only two episodes of that left like this that can be the second to last episode but it's it's still going to be a noticeable exponential growth in length like if our recording for this one isn't at least three hours i will be surprised yeah like we really <sighs> And I'm gonna try to keep the ranting to a minimum, but man, there's gonna be some ranting. Like just yeah, no, they, we're going to we're going to have to get it out of our system because yeah. like there's going to be so much more ranting during the finale. Yeah, that's the thing is, I well, I'll save it because yeah, there's just a lot there. I don't want to get into it right now, but yeah, it, it's it going to be, be good time. though. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> It's going to be yeah. a bad time, but it's going to be a good time. You yes. should listen. The podcast is going to be a good time. Yeah, so make sure to watch out for that. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be up uh, next week. Or the week after. I don't know. It'll be out. Just look for it. If you're, he- yep. if you're hearing this episode, it'll be the next one out. <laughs> yep, yep. That is, that is correct. And then we will be covering episode 8, uh, The Well, which is also a fuckboard episode. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's a it's a fuck ward episode. It is a fuck ward episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, the spoiler cast is going to be the exact same length as the main section because we're just gonna be screaming about how much we hate Ward. Yeah. He's a manipulative asshole and I hate him. Mm-hmm. But you'll have to wait till next time to hear that rant. So <laughs> make yep. sure to follow us on our Twitter at the bus pod and uh, subscribe to our feed. And yeah. We will see you next time. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye.